Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Crucial conversations. We got Jamal headed to work. Jamal, how you doing, man? Man, you know I'm hands free, Corona free. Yeah, <laughs> trying to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, yeah. I, a, thank you for pointing that out. We uh, we do these as often as we can, and, and a lot of times it's to fit it into our schedule and. Sometimes Jamal is on the road because we have found out that it is better to do it now than when we get back home and the expectations of our uh, deservedly our expectations of our kids wanting our attention. So uh, I, I have uh, had quite a weekend. <laughs> so um, one of the things that we had to do um, was once again, prepare for uh, some information for our board, our board of directors. Right. And it got me thinking about, um, it got me thinking about a student once who asked me the, the most unusual, well, actually it wasn't an unusual question. Asked me the, one of the greatest questions I've ever been asked. And, and, and Jamal, I think, I don't know if I've shared you the story, but um, this student one time in a very solemn way, came up to me and, and it was, uh, Hey, we need to talk. I'm like, okay. And he says, uh, I, I've got something serious to ask you. And I said, okay, what's that? And he says, it's, it's a longer commitment. I'm like, okay, what's that? He says, I'd like for you to be on my board of directors. And hmm. I'm like, Oh, Oh, did you start a nonprofit or is this a club or whatever? He says, no, my, my board of directors of life. And I go, huh? He says, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I've, I want to make sure that I'm surrounded by people that are understanding and they care. And so I, there's about five people that I want to ask and, and they have their own areas. Um, your, I, I want you to be on my board of directors. Uh, and and <laughs> my, 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 my genre uh, um, was spirituality and growth, which I huh. took that as, a, as, a, as an honor. but his, his point was obviously um, he needed mentors in his life and he didn't want to call them mentors. (laughs) Right. And he took it so seriously that he wanted to surround himself with a board of directors that he could aspire to. Now, mind you, there was a big age difference. So this wasn't being buddies. Yeah. He wanted to go for board of directors. Right. Which is, which is so significant. Um, in in life in general but let's but let's take that to like just just adults i think we all need a board of directors so to speak because like the people that we associate with um we we end up being the most uh like them and i and i think that there's a concept and it's biblical but i'm gonna say it anyway in the multitude of counselors there's safety and really what that means is when you, when you take the experience of all of the people around you and you run an idea by people who have experience within the same realm um, or a little bit above you or even a little bit um, below where you are in life, it, it allows you to think at a level that you wouldn't be able to think at on your own. Um, different perspectives and different ways to approach the same problem um, often, oftentimes helps us overcome a lot of those challenges or 
even avoid some things that we otherwise would have got caught up in had we not um, had our board of directors. One of the problems with with a board of directors, so to speak, is no one likes to um, share problems. We all we all when we get together, sometimes we always uh, kind of share our successes as opposed to something that um, is a problem of practice for us. You know, that's a really good point. Matter of fact, let me, first of all, go over that quote again, just so I can have it in my head. The, oh, in, in the multitude of, in, in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Okay. I love that safety. Let's go over this real quick. One time we had a board meeting. Okay. I'm being my real board meeting for the yeah. <laughs> And because uh, this is a really important point. And uh, I took the time as a board to say, hey, here's something we're struggling with. Now, like you said, a lot of times that board meeting is a time to flex, a time to like, yeah. hey, what we did. And then I got kind of a puzzled look from one of the because it, it, it was virtual because yeah. this wasn't that long ago. And I wanted to bring up a let's wrestle with this in the board meeting. And it was funny because, and I understood her point. We wrestled with it with a little bit. And then one of the board members said, Hey, I tell you what, you know, we can continue this conversation in depth later. And, and, and they pointed out like, Hey, the time to wrestle with things with your board is individually. The time to go over the highlights is collectively. And in some ways, I didn't agree with that. Now, and now this is the difference between a board that wants to be there uh, and help, um, but the but the small things that we want to talk about that we want to wrestle with, let's have time to wrestle with that. That's what I took away. Not that they didn't want to go over those um, failures <laughs> or, or things that we're struggling right. with. It's just that you know, okay, this board meeting is scheduled for two and a half hours. Right. We don't have. But, but I, I, I enjoyed it because in some ways I had my cake and I ate it too. Right. They reinforced that the fact that, um, that they did want to go over some issues, that they did care. But let's right. make sure that there's a longer time and let's make sure that there's the right venue. Right. And, and I, I think that speaks to really the, the next thing is, is surrounding yourself with the right people. And um, somebody somebody asked me last year, you know, just about my career goals and what it is that I wanted to do. And they was like, would you take this job or would you take that job? Like, how do you want to do it? And I said, you know, for me, it's really not about, you know, the job. Like, I'm going to do, I'm going to be an administrator somewhere every year for the rest of my life, Lord willing. Um, but it's, it's really about the people that, are at the place that, that I'm surrounded by because the job is a job, but, but the people and, and the significance of that is like th there are, there are times when we get low and we need just someone to talk things out. There are, there are times when, when we're high, when we need people to help us manage ourselves. And I believe in the concept of conflict, conflict creates synergy. But when you, when you, are isolated and you don't have someone to receive counsel from um, who, who really understands. 
um, whether you the whether you're at the top or at the bottom, like it's it is so important to have people in your life that understand where you are and can help you move forward. Surrounding yourself, <laughs> I is yes, I, it is a concept that I remember um, growing up. Boy, this was maybe one of the hardest parts of being a parent, and I'm just saying this for my dad was him gently encouraging me not to be around certain kids yep. and gently nudging me to double down on the friends that he, of course, saw like, oh, please, yes, hang around more of David Ramey. <laughs> hang around more. Right. Because, like, we're talking a lot of ways, in per- well, personally and professionally, yep. right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, you got to leave. You you got to leave some people behind. Um, if your friends, if you want to go be a CEO of a company, and your friends are working at McDonald's, and you know that's the life they live. If you go to receive some, ah, there ain't nothing wrong with McDonald's. So let me let me just clarify that. But yeah. if you have bigger dreams than working at McDonald's, say you want to own McDonald's, you're going to have to be around some people who own McDonald's to really get a perspective on what it is that you should be doing. Because here's the thing about social groups um you can outgrow people and still love them um and i think that's something that we don't conceptualize but like if i've outgrown my social group or my board of directors um then what ends up happening is every time that i want to do something or i have an idea they can't conceptualize the world that i'm trying to create for myself and 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 as a result the the feedback that they give is always diminishing to those goals. It's almost like uh, fleet trainers, right? And the significance of, uh, you know, of this analogy is fleet trainers uh, put fleas in the jar. The thing we all know about fleas is that they jump um, and they can jump pretty high. Right. But when you put the fleas in the jar, they jump and they bang their heads up against the, the jar. Um, and after a while they'll, they'll jump high enough to where they don't hit the the top of the jar and then what ends up happening is like when the fleet trainer unscrews it after some time they'll jump but they won't ever leave the jar and then those fleas multiply and then they teach their children not to uh jump higher than what they can actually jump so so all of these fleas are jumping below their capacity because of a, of a circumstance. It's the same thing with the elephant, a baby elephant and a rope and a stake. You know, the baby elephant tries and they struggle and they struggle. And then all of a sudden they believe that they can't um, destroy or be free of this rope once they become um, full grown elephants. And what ends up happening is our social groups sometimes dictate our mindset. And if, if you're in a social group or you have a board of directors in your life, where in which you feel like, man, like, like I'm, I'm thinking about going to the moon and, you know, my board of directors can't conceptualize life beyond their porch. And that's a problem. So what we have to do sometimes is we have to go to NASA and find some people who are interested in the moon proverbially. I like that. And for the record, and yes, I just want you, I'll clarify for you. It's not that you leave your friends behind. It's the ones that don't want to go on the journey. Because like right. you said, like, like if, if their life goal was to just stay preferable at, 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 at McDonald's and you want to own, yeah, the, the ones that 
just want to stay there, you have to for you to progress. And that's not to say that you can't take them with you, but if they don't want to go with you, then then that's the other thing. I like your metaphors on, on um, both the elephant and the fleas in the sense that, yeah, what's they get, you know, if you get used to that and that's all, you know, then that's all, you know, right. And in the first two cases, the fleas and the elephants, they couldn't get out of their environment. Right. can. And I think that's so important for a lot of people to know is that you surround yourself with people that are going to challenge you to be more in a loving way, of course, or maybe in a pushy way. But that that because like that point was so huge, I wanted to double down on it. Both the flea and the elephant didn't understand the life outside or the environment outside of where they currently were. Mm -hmm. And you start hearing things like, generational poverty mm-hmm. where you hear start hearing things like well that's just the way things are around here mm-hmm. then start looking for perspectives outside mm-hmm. right i've said this before on the show my my greatest gift from my mom and my dad was the gift of travel mm-hmm. because you got outside of that bubble mm-hmm. and you start seeing how people act and behave and all this other stuff and then my second thing is is my love of biographies and autobiographies right because you know me saying that the world isn't always like indianapolis indiana is important and then getting friends and mentors outside that bubble is so so Mm -hmm. so important right and and the the significance too with with the analogies is like just like you said like there is a mindset being taught within social groups and, you know, even like the mindset, you know, generational poverty or, or whatever, whatever it is that you have, like with the fleas, like the, 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 the fleas that parented the, the new fleas had their best interests at heart. Like it, it wasn't coming from a place of, of, of malice. Like, you know, don't, don't jump as high as you can. No, here's as high as we can jump because every time we try to jump, we bang our heads up against this, up against the, um, the, the, the roof of the jar. So now when the jar is open, I still believe that there's a limitation and, and I'm afraid to jump out. Like imagine, imagine if, if we approach life in such a way that like, I'm going to keep trying despite my circumstances and I'm not going to teach myself to jump below my capacity. And because what, what ends up happening is there, there, there's a moment and opportunity for those fleas to jump out and they never capitalize on it. So sometimes, sometimes uh, our social groups don't mean harm. They just, they, they really mean us well mm-hmm. in the thinking that like, Hey, like, you know, you can't do that. So you know, let's all play it safe. But like, if you have dreams and desires that are bigger than your social group, you have to love them and say, well, I'm going to find some people who believe that we can break the sound barrier. I'm going to go find people who believe that we can run a, a sub four minute mile because, yeah. because, because these things were impossible before they were ever possible, but you have to surround yourself with people that align simply with your thinking, because there are two things that are so true. You can't solve uh, you can't solve problems with the same level of thinking that created them. Mm-hmm. And the second thing just left me. <laughs> it happens. Well, no, let, let me double down on that. And because uh, I love what you said, it's also then them or you somehow allowing them to overcome their jealousy. Uh, like I, right. I, I, re- I remember because when you when you basically say I'm going on to a better place, they take it as and I'm leaving you behind. 
you can take the journey with them if you also want to aspire to be more. Now, here's the hard part is like, yeah, is that guilt of you staying with them? And by them, I mean the ones that don't want to go on. Because like, and, and it's, it's, it's natural. It's, 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 it's common. Like I'll always remember, and it's funny, they live in your town, Jamal, my mm-hmm. next door neighbors growing up end up, I mean, like if I ever had a, you know, a, a little brother, it was Nathan and, and ironically he had a little brother named David and, and Pat and Jane were the best people. They were the greatest mm-hmm. neighbors we ever had and they were moving and I was not happy for them. Mm. I was so jealous. I was so bitter. Mm. I, 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 when they left, it broke my heart. Yeah. And, and of course it, it also broke my heart because they were going to go and be in sunny Florida and all this other stuff. But, and it was aside, cold down here. <laughs> but aside from all that, it was like, I should have been happy for them. And I think this right. is really common. You weren't the person that is going on you're jealous of. So the burden is kind of on you of if you want to create that leadership and let other people say, and you can too, then you have to invite them. Now, mind you, I was, I was 17 years old. Pat and Jane couldn't say, do you want to move in with us? But like, you get what I mean for, for yeah. those people that are motivating people to be more, you know, you can't just say I'm out of here. Cause I've seen that before in like, right. especially in poor communities where they're like, they keep talking about wanting to get out of here, wanting to get out of here. When they're like, yep. uh, you're from here and it's, yep. uh, it's okay to send the elevator back down kind of metaphorically, but that whole right. I'm out of here does leave, leave other people kind of hurt if you don't invite them. Right. And, and, and the significance, it really goes back to once you venture out, like who, who are you going to surround yourself with? Because you can't do anything by yourself. So identifying people, who can help you along the journey and, and realizing that some board members are going to be with you for life. Some board members are going to be with you for a day. Some board members are going to be with you for six months and you have to be okay with continuously moving um, forward and surrounding yourself with great people. That's good stuff. I like yeah. that. I, uh, I've got to say, once again, I talked about this at the beginning. I'll end it. Um, As a parent now, that's just the other thing that's hard, you know, to watch is that when 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 your own children um, start to 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 surround themselves with friends, uh, are 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 you rising to the occasion or are you settling Mm -hmm. into the (laughs) status quo? (laughs) Uh, You're gonna have to go through that soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying my daughter only being five. Yep. All right. yep. Well, Don, take us out. All right, man. So surrounded by this friend, Jamal Crook, this is Don Wetrick reminding you those opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.